77% of the bets that have been placed have been on LSU this week, but the line has gone from four and a half to two and a half. Vegas knows something. I'll tell you what I think they know. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hey, the Rebels play the LSU Tigers Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Will Lane Kiffin be able to bounce back from a disappointing effort in Alabama? I think so. We're going to tell you one day. You can catch every play on the Rebels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 191 or on the SXM app, searching Ole Miss Rebels. The Locked On Ole Miss podcast is there as well. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and I'm going to tell you why I think Ole Miss is going to win the football game, how I think this is going to play out. And it's not overly complicated. You're not dealing with a defense that you saw last week. Ole Miss is going to be able to score points in this game if they – handle it. I mean, it's not just going to be handed to your offense. If Ole Miss decides to call the game like they did in the second quarter against Alabama, they could be in a little bit of trouble. But if they make the changes that we want made, and it's not much, I'm not even going to assume, expect that all of a sudden we're going to see the West Coast offense out there. That, that's not going to happen. Um, but I do think they're going to do an, a good job changing the spot of the running game, doing different schemes in the run game and getting that going. I think there was a challenge that was placed after last week and they're going to get Quinshawn going. Why Ole Miss wins against LSU? Um, Ole Miss rarely has offensive clunkers in back-to-back games. Like true clunkers. Like after LSU last year in the second half, we all felt like we did. we do right now. But against Texas A&M, they woke up. Quinshawn ran for over 200 yards. Jackson Dart was a threat running the football. Ole Miss won that game. A&M scored late to make it a one-score game, but it was one they won fairly comfortably. The other thing is I think Lane Kiffin will finally start putting the offense in a position to be successful. We'll explain that. And also, this looks like a shootout is coming. So why does Ole Miss have the advantage in a shootout versus LSU? We'll talk about that as well. But we'll start off with the Ole Miss bouncing back from our, um, Alabama. And you look at Jackson Dart's stats, okay? He's 65 but 103. He's about a 65% passer at this point. He's got a, about 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. And through four games, if you just make that to the end of the 12-game season, that would be somewhere in the neighborhood of completing 65% of his passes, throwing for about 3,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, and six interceptions. That is a good year. There's no way you can put that down. I I disagree with um, my partner, Bill Flowers, when talking about Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart has not been the problem this year. I think the problem this year has been that we've been asking this offense to do a little bit too much, essentially. Hey, everything needs to be 15 yards downfield. Everything needs to take three and a half seconds to to develop. I, I think those are more of an issue than anything that else is going on with the quarterback or anything personnel-wise. 
I think whenever those plays are called downfield, you're asking your offensive line to block five-star defensive linemen against Alabama, LSU, and against Georgia. They're going to ask them to do that. You're going to ask them to maybe hold those blocks for three and a half seconds. I, I, that's just not going to work. It needs to be a little bit quicker. Now, I'm not saying don't do that type stuff. I'm saying that the other stuff and adding more variances to your offense will make it more effective. And I think you're going to see that against LSU. Remember, against Texas A&M was the first game that we saw Jonathan Mingo line up at tight end. And they did some different screen stuff, some different quick stuff to get them going from the tight end position. And the offense kind of started to click a little bit. Heck, we even saw Casey Kelly catch a touchdown pass that game. So Ole Miss coming back from a clunker of an offensive performance, they usually do a pretty good job of basically riding the ship. Now, can Ole Miss win the shootout? We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Now, another thing I want to talk about is Jordan Watkins, who nobody is talking about this young man. Nobody is. He's on pace for about 75 catches and over 1,000 yards receiving this year. We're a third of the way through the season. He is a weapon that's essentially been on the field. He's been the weapon that has been on the field all the games. But he performed admirably. And against Alabama, he became a shorter passing threat. Now, it was more of a check down than a design pass. But they did do some quick out stuff on some short yarders to pick up some first downs once they figured out they had to do it. That's one of the reasons I figure against LSU, they're going to change a little bit what they do. They're, they're going to put a little bit more of this into the system because they saw how effective that was. In fact, against Alabama, if Ole Miss wouldn't have gotten greedy and tried to take a shot play when they got over midfield, they were driving the ball just incrementally down the field. If this team gets to the point where it can stay on schedule repeatedly, this is going to be a hard offense to stop, even with Jackson Dart, even with um, all of the injuries, even with Quinshawn not being what we expect Quinshawn to be. Ole Miss's offense, when they stay on schedule, is still good. And they would have been against Alabama, but they got greedy. And they didn't understand what type of game that was. If they can do that against LSU and earn the right to attack the secondary down the field and not just assume that it's going to happen, they will be all right against LSU. And I think that is what Vegas is seeing, is the fact that with this LSU secondary, if Ole Miss can earn the right to do it, and, and you do that by slowing down the pass rush somehow, I think you're going to see screens, you're going to see straws, you're going to see all of the old-time football stuff that we're familiar with. But that'll help get Quinshawn Judkins going. That'll slow down the rush. That'll give Jackson Dart and take him from getting two seconds to throw the football to two and a half or three seconds to throw the football. And if that happens, all of a sudden those long RPOs can actually work because nobody's saying they're not good plays. They're not. I mean, nobody's saying that. What they're saying is you need to help out your offensive line because every play can't be that. If the defensive line knows that your quarterback is going to take three seconds to throw the football, he's going to be in that singular spot. Teams like Alabama, LSU, and Georgia are going to get home, period. It's, it's just the way it works. But the quarterback being your leading rusher, and right now Jackson Dart is the leading rusher on this team, and 
I don't know if it was the keys or the what to watch for. I think Ole Miss needs to consider figuring out a way to use a package. And I emphasize package because Jackson's the guy. I put up the numbers up on the screen. He's the leading rusher, the leading passer, the whole nine yards. He's the dude. But if you want to take some um, hits off of Jackson Dart, and you do have the passing threat that Spencer Sanders can be. So it's not a situation. I heard somebody during the week talk about we can't look like we did when John Rice Plumley was playing quarterback. I'm not talking about that. There's enough of a passing threat to where you can get away with what's going on. This is just to take some licks off of Jackson against LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Those three teams. And, and maybe against AM. It depends on how they're doing towards the end of the season. But against those teams, you, have, you need to take some probably some licks off of Jackson Dart. But Jackson Dart, Lane Kiffin, and all that usually bounces back in games like this. You see stuff where they get creative offensively. Because, honestly, let's be real about this. Lane Kiffin is competitive as hell. He is. He is not going to do nothing. He is an early adopter. He is quick to make a change. So don't think that what you just saw last week is going to head on to the end of the year. Now, what's going on right now with tempo and the engage A type stuff and the fact that they're attacking the inside zone and because we are doing the deep, long, slow developing plays, they have a chance to even get home from that. I mean, the defense's benefit right now is to move and, and to blitz and to get after you in the run game and attack the mesh point and go after the quarterback. You need to figure out a way to slow them down, especially against these teams that have superior athletes up front to Ole Miss's up front players. You can't play LSU, Alabama, and Georgia like you did Tulane, Georgia Tech, and Mercer. You can't. There's ego there. There's pride there. There's being the smartest guy in the room to where you think you can do that. But the reality is you cannot do that because they will win some. And if you get into second and eight, third and 10, third and 12 against LSU, Alabama, and Georgia, it's going to be a long day. It doesn't matter what else you do, how well the defense plays. If you get into third and 10 against Alabama, LSU, and Georgia, it's Katie bar the door. It's over. They have athletes. Harold Perkins is going to line up on the edge, and he's going to get after you Saturday night. Ole Miss has to figure out a way to stay on schedule, and I think they will. Just like all the stuff that I just told you, Lane Kiffin's competitive drive, Jackson Dart being a good player, I think some package-type stuff is going to happen. Ole Miss is going to be okay with getting it to second and five, to third and two. And that is the situation that they want to live in in the game. You're not going to beat this LSU team in third and 10. That is that is a suicide mission. But if you stay on schedule, which I think they will, and they will use the tight ends, and Caden Priestcorn has a chance to be the major weapon in this game and actually start affecting linebackers again. Everybody knows, you know, get ready to drink. This offense is best when it's torturing linebackers. Right now, they're not. They're just attacking the inside zone, and they don't have to worry about anything else. We have to get back to the point of making them worry about other things. And I think they will. I think this is the game where they get that done as well. 
I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Nutrafol. You know, men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically strong, shown to improve your growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-based ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides the consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their health wellness quiz. quiz. Identify the cause of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body fitness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months of taking Nutrafol's men hair growth supplements. Take every, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription. Free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked On College. That's all one word. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code Locked On College. That's all one word. Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code Locked On College. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is time to get Locked On Pickles. Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles, that is. They're offering a variety of Cajun spice products like pickles, green beans, okra, and even carrots and asparagus. This is a family-owned company. They do a fantastic job um, sponsoring the show. All their stuff is homemade on the coast of Mississippi. Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles has been pleasing pickle lovers for over 20 years now, and they have become the South's favorite pickle. These are truly the best pickles you will ever have. It's a strong dill flavor with Cajun punch. No over-sour taste. This being a small business, they strive to keep the produce fresh and local from the start, keeping that final pickle product extra crisp and crunchy. You can find these pickled products online at pickledstore.com or at your local Rouse's Market or other Southern stores near you. Be sure to like Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickle product on Facebook and Instagram. Try these pickles, okra, and beans today. You will not be disappointed. Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles, the South's favorite pickles. And I'm telling you, it makes every college football Saturday when you have a Stewart's Dill Pickle. Now, I do want to let you know, college football season is here, and the season 
Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. I'll be on it today, actually. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On YouTube channel, including this one. Um, College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications of the conference rivalry games and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 to 1 on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. All right, let's get back into it. This is why Ole Miss is going to defeat the LSU Tigers. We told you in the beginning that 77% of the bets this week are on the LSU Tigers, yet the line is going down. It's going the other way. Vegas generally does that when they know something. They're getting money. They think they've got a winner, and I think I know why. And so if you look at this, Lane Kiffin will finally put the offense in a position to be successful. And we touched on this last segment. Whenever it doesn't work and you have that wake-up call, he's an early adopter. He does what is necessary to win the game. Now, the question becomes, how is he going to do it, right? How is he going to do something a little bit different to make this offense run differently. Remember, this is the same offense that Matt Corral ran. This is the same offense that Harrison Bryant won the John Mackey Award at tight end. That offense was called by Charlie Wise. The last, I don't know, seven years of this offense has been developed by Lane Kiffin, okay? Lane Kiffin is also very big on finding out who his stars are going to be and feeding them the ball. The problem is this year, injuries ate this team up at the beginning of the season. Okay. Trey Harris had that amazing game, got hurt on the first drive against Tulane. And remember, against Tulane, they went straight down the field to score a touchdown. Okay. The scripts that Lane Kiffin put out is, is phenomenal. It's potentially the best in college football. But Trey Harris got hurt that game. Trey Harris is a good, good wide receiver. He ended up having surgery immediately after that game and played a little bit against Alabama. We can assume that he's going to play more and be in better health against LSU. Okay. So I'm expecting Trey Harris to be back and at least at full strength. Okay. It, I, I just am. Zachary Franklin's going to be better than he was last year. Last, last week was his first game back. He's going to be better than he was last week. Caden Prescorn last week was his first game back. He's going to be better this week than he was last week. We are going to see what this offense looks like, really looks like for the first time this season. Now, the other thing is, I think this might be the first week where you're going to have a healthy Quinshawn Judkins. Quinshawn Judkins was a little bit snake bit early in the season. A little bit snake bit with injury. And he wasn't necessarily getting hurt where he had to miss time. He just kind of got beat up a little bit. And, and it comes a lot from that engage eight attacking the inside zone. And a lot of it was almost running into that brick wall and just saying, hey, Quinshawn, take this on. I think Ole Miss is going to finally put its offense in a chance to be more successful this week. Now, if you look at what Jackson Dart has done this year, this is his zones, Okay. On the outside left, he's 2 of 4, 71 yards, a touchdown. The middle is 2 of 6, touchdown with the interception. There was the ball that slipped out of his hand against Alabama. Um, it, it was a duck. It was a terrible pass and shouldn't have been thrown. But 
I can see why I got picked off. And he was 4-6 on the right-hand side for 118 yards. Passer ratings on most of them probably average out to be somewhere near 100. Acceptable. The middle zone, that's over 10 yards, the ball in the air, 10 to 20 yards. He is very good in the inside the numbers portion of the field, which is where he needed to improve on over last season. He was. We harped on this for a year. And part of that is we want to see some quick game. We want to see some quick game. And you look at the under 10-yard passes, okay? He throws most of his routes in that middle zone, that 10 to 20-yard zone, which takes time for plays to develop. We want to see this offense for it to take off. More passes to happen in the 0 to 10-yard range, okay? He has, he's 4 of 8 for 46 yards. He's 9 of 13 for 95. He's 10 of 12 for 89. We want to see hitches. We want to see slants. We want to see pop passes in all three of those zones. And I think this offense will have a chance to take off. Now, to put this in perspective, these are Jaden Daniels zones, okay? If you look at where he's throwing the ball, he's about the same coverage at deep passes, over 20 yards. He's throwing out about the same amount of time. He's pretty accurate. He's got eight touchdowns and what is that? 13, eight, eight touchdowns and 18 throws. I mean, that's pretty consistent. And, and, and honestly, that's scary as heck for a defense that's given up a lot of explosives. And if you look at his passer ratings on deep passes, nearly it's like a perfect passer rating on the right and like 140, 143.8 in the middle on the left. This guy's a dude. Okay. He, he's right now he's the best quarterback playing in the Southeastern Conference. But if you look at that intermediate zone, 5 of 9, 7 of 12, 4 of 7, still good, not overused. And if you look at the short zone, 9 of 11, 23 of 32, 9 of 11. He completes passes, he moves the chains, he keeps you on schedule, and he changes the tempo in which he gets rid of the football. He's not just scrambling around and trying to make explosive plays. It's a situation that I talked about with Bill Flowers of not trying to score on every play, but trying to score on every drive. You need to construct that drive. You need to figure out how you're going to do it and not try and basically completely score every single play. I get that people are going to say, hey, why why not try and score every play? But it's going to leave a situation to where if you mess up on first down and you mess up on second down, all of a sudden third down becomes a situation and you can't get your drive going. So Ole Miss has to figure out a way to stay on schedule, and I think they will. Lane Kiffin is one heck of a competitive person, and after last week, there's probably going to be tweaks made to the offense. I'm not expecting, like I said, the West Coast offense, but I am expecting um, changes in schemes in the run game. I am expecting some stuff to where maybe they're using Trey Harris a little bit differently. Maybe they're using Zachary Franklin differently because the first time they're all back. We'll be able to see exactly how that looks. And this game is going to be key to earn the right to throw the ball against that secondary, period. It's, 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 it's honestly not even a close thing. Anyway, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 bonus bets guaranteed when you make a $5 bet. That's $200 back. Guaranteed, win or lose, if you make that $5 bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. 
There's a wide range of betting off options, including spreads, props, over-unders, and more. You know, LSU currently right now is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Ole Miss, and we'll talk about some of the minutia behind that. And the over-under currently is at 67-and-a-half. To put that in perspective, they're expecting like a 38-30 to 30 type game. That, that ballpark is a barely cover over. 37 to 30 under, 38 to 30 over. That's what they're expecting for this game. So expect points is the um, point that I'm trying to make. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Also, the Rebels play the LSU Tigers Saturday at 5 Central. Will Lane Kiffin be able to bounce back from that disappointing effort from Alabama. And if you watch this video, I obviously think you will. You can catch every play of the Rebels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Channel 191 on the SiriusXM app search. Ole Miss Rebels, the Locked On Ole Miss podcast is there as well. All right, everybody. I'm Stephen Willis. This is the Locked On um, Ole Miss podcast. And thank you very much for tuning in. Now, I'll put this up. I just told you what the line was. Currently, LSU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, the over-under is at 67.5. 77% of the bets are going in on LSU. Four out of every five bet is going in on LSU, and the line is going down. If you go to the Action Network, it started at four-and-a-half points. It's down to two-and-a-half there. That's where I got this from is the Action Network, by the way. and. Vegas usually does that when they know something. I think they do. And I think they know what I just told everybody about. Jackson Dart is potentially the best player on this football team. Jackson Dart is making all the plays and doing exactly what you're asking him to do. The failing of this team against Alabama was then you were asking them to do something against Alabama that you struggled against Tulane with. So there was no plan B. If this wasn't work, hey, we tried it. If this doesn't doesn't work, what do we do now? There was no plan B. I think they're going to go into this LSU game with a plan B. All right, we're going to try and run this offense the way we see it. We have multiple run plays. We're going to run counters, draws, screens, all of that stuff to slow down this front seven, which is unbelievably athletic. And we're going to earn the right to win the second half, go after that secondary that has transfers from like Southeastern Louisiana and Nichols State playing prominent roles in that secondary. I think if you do that, you have a chance to really be difficult to stop offensively. And if you become really difficult to stop offensively, LSU is already an elite unit. If this becomes the shootout that they are saying that this is going to become, the answer is going to be which defense can make a stop? Which defense do you trust? Ole Miss's defense has given up explosives in every game, okay? LSU is probably going to have an explosive or two as well. LSU is going to score the ball. Do not get freaked out by what's going on. But if you have the ability through a game changer, like Suntarian Perkins, who this season has 18 tackles on limited action, three and a half tackles for loss, and three sacks. He leads the team in sacks when he has played 
probably a third of the snaps. When you have somebody like that that can affect the other team, real similar to what Harold Perkins did last season, okay? You can get a stop. You're going to force a sack. You're going to force a turnover. You're going to make it to where that elite offense, and they are elite, is not exactly right. When you have a situation where you're forcing the quarterback to scramble away from Malik Neighbors, who Malik Neighbors has half of their passing offense. Jaden Daniels to Malik Neighbors is half of LSU's pass offense. Whenever you get, can force Daniels to roll away from Malik Neighbors and make one of the other guys, which still t- extremely talented dudes, I'm not talking down on any of them, but they're not Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors is the next first round wide receiver at LSU. If somebody says, hey, you can either get beat by Malik Neighbors or you can risk not getting beat by the other ones, you're going to say, let's see what they got. And I think that Ole Miss is going to force that to happen by getting after Jaden Daniels on the side that Malik Neighbors is lining up. They're going to force Jaden Daniels to scramble to the side away from Malik Neighbors. At least that's what I would do. Now, the other thing that you need to keep in mind is that Ole Miss's defense is good enough to where they can get a stop. I trust that defense to get a stop against LSU more so than I trust in a shootout LSU's defense to get a stop against Ole Miss. And the games at home and all of that stuff. Hey, and you're not playing Alabama. So it's not going to be in Kiffin's head. So we'll see exactly how that goes. I do expect Ole Miss to win this game, and I expect Ole Miss to win this game fairly comfortably, honestly. I'm predicting, get your clip, you know, clip it, screenshot, do whatever you need to do. But the final score I'm predicting is Ole Miss 41, LSU 31, which, by the way, is they barely um, hit the over. But I expect Ole Miss to utilize different variances in tempo in the run game and in the pass game to keep the LSU defense and the front seven off guard, and they will earn the right to throw deep. And in the second half, Trey Harris and Zachary Franklin and Caden Prescorn, they are going to eat. The first half, Ole Miss is going to try and establish that run. And if Ole Miss can establish that run to where LSU really has to be nervous about Quinshawn Judkins or Ulysses Bentley or whoever's back in that backfield, that is also going to open up the RPO down the field. The trick is get LSU out of the engage eight because you can beat them over the top, but force them to add an extra person into the box and where they just can't win. I think that is the situation, and that is where Ole Miss is going to make most of their money on Saturday. I do think the Ole Miss Rebels are going to beat the LSU Tigers. Everything is going to be off track on track. So tune in for that. ESPN five o'clock. You can check the um series home team broadcast on channel 191. Hey, another great week. Thank you. We had another video go up over 8,000 views this week. Um, thank you for that. Um means means a ton. It genuinely does. And thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ole Miss's morning show. Thank you. We'll be back next week, hopefully, 
talking about the Ole Miss bounce back game. Anyway, take care. Hotty toddy.